for the woman out there who's looking to rid her all or nothing mentality surrounding the gym and food. For the woman out there who's struggling to find her sense of balance and her sense of normalcy around food. For the woman out there that's looking to remove her moral attachments surrounding food. You guys know what I'm talking about here. Labeling food as good versus bad or clean versus not clean and then letting those moral attachments dictate her overall food choices every single day. For the woman out there that has anxiety surrounding food, who's experienced episodes of binge eating or other possible disordered eating habits and fitness habits. For the woman out there who is tired of letting food dictate her life. And lastly, for the woman out there who's looking to rid her old stories surrounding her diet struggles and her relationship with the gym. For the woman out there that's looking to rebuild those things for life. For the woman out there that is ready right now, not next week, not next month, not next year, not in a few weeks. For the woman who is ready right now to experience her sense of strength through food freedom. This is what my one-on-one coaching is all about. If you resonated with any of those above things that I said and you found yourself saying, that's me, me too. Wow, is she reading my mind? If that sounds like you, then apply for my one-on-one coaching today. Let's get into today's episode, everyone. This is the Strength Through Food Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Julia Feliciano. This is a space for you to become the highest version of yourself possible by ridding your old diet struggles, healing your relationship with food, getting rid of those old stupid limiting beliefs that have been holding you back for far too long so that you, yes you, can have the health and fitness journey that you've always dreamed of in a mind and body that you crave. I've been there too. Binge eating, purging, over-exercising, under-eating, struggling to find balance, and now I'm here to help you by teaching you how to do the inner and outer work to help get you where you deserve and want to be. What's up, everyone? How are you? How's your day going? What's new? Thanks for tuning back into today's podcast. Today's episode, we are going to talk about the truth behind your number on the scale. And before I get into today's episode, I want to take a moment and share with you guys a really cool um, memory that I have for today. Um, Every so often, I like to remind myself of where I am now versus where I was a year ago or two years ago or three years ago, you know, however long ago. It's always great to take in what you've accomplished and remember how far you really have come in whatever aspect of your life. So today is two years that I quit my job in the mental health field. And if you've listened to any of my previous podcast episodes or you follow me on social media, you are aware that at one point in my life, I was a 
basically I worked in the mental health field in lots of different areas. I worked with foster care youth. I worked with mentally ill adults. Um, and I did that right out of college up until 2016, right when 2016 hit. So like right around this time, two years ago. And I hated it. It did not serve me any purpose. It literally just paid the bills. I was miserable every single day. And I knew deep down in my heart that that was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I took a major risk and I quit my job. And I said, F that. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm, I'm too unhappy. And that's when I got serious about making personal training a career. And I started in a big box gym and then I moved to currently where I also work now, LIFW gym in Comac. And that's two years ago already. And the point of me sharing this story with you guys is to never feel like you have to settle with wherever you are currently in your life. You are always destined to do more and be more and you never have to feel like you have to be stuck especially in a career that just does not serve you, right? So just because maybe you got your degree in something a few years ago or you're going for something right now doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. So do what makes you happy and do what lights you up. And I couldn't help but share that with you guys um, because it's just so important to remember and reflect on how far you have come and, and however long it's been. So let's get into today's episode, the truth behind your number on the scale. So when people think of the scare, the scale, excuse me, a lot of people get scared of it, right? They have this fear of either weighing themselves or they obsessively weigh themselves, or their whole day is dictated by the scale. And what actually influenced me to record this podcast is one of my clients, one of my clients who does personal training with me at LIFW Gym. Um, She's been a client of mine for a while, and she went through a few different life experiences since we first started working together. So she is a client who did at one point within her fitness journey lose weight and she was really happy with that weight. But then as her life changed and as she evolved and as she got a little bit older, right, priorities shifted. She wasn't able to train as much. Maybe she wasn't able to sleep as much. I know that was a big one for her. Um, Stress went up, right? Finances went up. Just life happened to her, right? And it made her have to kind of take a back seat to hitting the gym as much and hitting the gym as hard. And then with that came some weight gain over the last maybe year or so for her. And what we recently discovered, and when I sat down and I kind of talked to her and I I realized that this was going on and she said to me, you know, I'm looking to lose weight. And I asked her why. And I said, you know, we've been going back and forth for this for a while. I know that this has been a goal of yours, but... And a lot of the times when you're a coach, you have to put clients in their place. And that's who I am as a coach. So I said to her, I said, you've been coming to the gym, right? Things are settling back into your life a little bit. Things are calming down, but you're, you got to stop messing around with your food. And that's just, you know, point blank what I said to her. I said, you have to prioritize 
this goal of yours, if this is really a goal of yours and you're really that determined to lose weight and you're unhappy with yourself, which was starting to happen, right? She was seeing a lot of different physical side effects come with just being really uncomfortable with herself and this weight gain. She just, she wasn't feeling good. And you guys know that I'm all about sustainable weight loss. So that's what we are going to now focus on. And with that being said, I said to her, I said, okay, though, let's get an idea of what your scale weight is. Let's just check that out. And she was immediately afraid to do so because she hadn't stepped on the scale in a long time. And, you know, a lot of us have that fear or have, or have experienced that fear, right? So when she stepped on that scale, she was surprised to see the number that read back to her. And her first reaction was, oh, right, she gasped. And she, you know, felt really upset within that one moment. And then I said to her, I said, take a deep breath, relax. It's literally just a number on the scale. And there's a lot of different things that go into actual scale weight, right? And now I'm going to talk about something called biofeedback, everyone. So everyone, when they step on the scale... For the majority of the population, their first reaction is, oh my God, I got fat. I gained fat overnight. I'm fat, fat, fat. And I hate that term. It has just such a negative term and it, I just don't like it. I hate, I just hate that word. <laughs> and, um, you know, people will autom automatically think really negatively of themselves if that number on the scale goes up. And with that being said, I'm going to get into what can actually dictate scale weight. So if somebody tells you that the scale doesn't lie, kindly tell them that they are very incorrect because of something called biofeedback. So this scale can reflect the following things, right? Number one, your sleep is off or you've been lacking sleep. Number two, High stress levels. High stress levels equals high cortisol, which makes it so much more challenging to lose weight. That's why stress management is also a component of how to lose weight or how to make improvements with your body composi composition. You have to be able to control the, those outside stressors. Number three, you're about to get your period or your hormones are off. Number four, you're super sore from your workout. If you hit a heavy leg day the day before or you've been training really hard, the scale is going to reflect that muscle soreness and don't be surprised with how you may see that it may jump up. You take a medication that affects your weight. You ate a meal high in sodium or it hasn't been that long since you ate. You didn't drink enough water and this is a huge one. And lastly, number eight, you have to poop or you haven't pooped. So sit back for a minute and think about how silly it actually is of us to freak out when the scale is possibly up, right? That's eight things when all we do is focus on one and, and what we focus on is I gained fat because the scale is higher. I named eight different things that can interfere with scale with scale weight 
So just remind yourself of that. If you happen to be on a weight loss journey and, and you are using the scale as a tool, right, within your toolbox to lose weight, because that's all it is, guys. It's literally just one tool that you need. It's not the end-all, be-all. Just sit there and remember that. I named eight different things when you were getting some different feelings about the scale being higher. So what was also cool about this client's story is that was two days ago now when we had that initial weigh-in. We re-weighed her this morning because she's doing daily weigh-ins in order to get her weekly average so we can determine the rate in which she is losing weight. And the scale was down two pounds from that initial day. Now, did she actually lose body fat or what was the case? And this is where I'm going to get into going back to talking about that biofeedback, everyone. I asked her, I said, what have you been doing for the last two days? That's been a little bit different. And she said, well, I've been drinking more water. And boom, that just fully supports why you need to be drinking enough water in order to just kind of help flush everything out, make sure you're going to the bathroom enough. And I asked her, I said, what, you know, how have you been feeling since two days ago? And she says, I feel better because I've been drinking more water. I have more energy. I said, that's great, right? So if she did not do those daily weigh-ins, right, she possibly could have been in her head that whole entire week. Oh my God, I'm this amount of weight. I'm this amount of weight. I'm so, I'm so this, I'm so that, right? If you don't take the chance to take those daily weigh-ins, you'll never truly learn how your body actually fluctuates. And still, you're just kind of reinforcing that fear of getting back onto the scale. And I am referring to that entire thing that I just said. That is for a general population, right? This goes for someone who maybe has never experienced any severe disordered eating or fitness habits or, or ED type behaviors right? And she falls into that category. So she is not as, I guess you can call it a high risk of those daily weigh-ins. And instead, she's using it as an educational component to truly learn how her body fluctuates. And this is actually something that if the client um, is willing to do so, and if the client um, I feel is ready to do so, this is still something that I incorporate for my clients who have a history of disordered eating or fitness habits, um, just because for a certain period of time, it can provide you that education of learning why it is that your scale weight is fluctuating and why you should not be afraid when you see that number go up. What's also really interesting about scale weight, right, is for the majority it does not represent actual losing body fat. So what I mean by that is so many people focus on quote unquote losing weight rather than actually losing body fat. So a really easy comparison to this situation is when I was getting ready to compete in my first powerlifting competition, I had to make weight. Right. And in order to make weight, a lot of the times you have to do some pretty severe things in order to get down to that weight that you need to make because it's a weight class sport. And when you're a beginner and you have no idea about the proper way to cut weight, right, 
Um, you're going to take a lot of different or, or weird measures that's say like a professional athlete wouldn't have to take, right? And with that being said, what I did was I manipulated my weight through uh, water manipulation. I basically cut water, I cut salt on top of cutting a lot of food. And then guess what I did to, to help with that? I sat in a sauna every single night leading up to the powerlifting competition, right? Even the night before. And I sat in a sauna in a sauna suit and sweatpants, literally just covered in heavy, heavy clothes so that I could sweat all of, you know, this water out. I was manipulating my body weight based upon the scale, right? So every so often what I would do is I would get off of you know, I would get out of the sauna, I would then take the clothes off, I would see what my weight was at, and then I would put the clothes back on, and then I would go back into the sauna, and I would be, like, tracking how much, quote-unquote, water I was losing to get down into that lower number. And trigger warning here, please do not do that. If you are not a weight class athlete, and you're not a, a, a you know, a professional weight class athlete, Right. I'm talking like world record holders or whatever the case may be, especially in powerlifting. Everyone do not manipulate your weight through water cutting. You are doing yourself a huge disservice. Do not do that in attempts to lose weight because you're actually not losing weight. You're just manipulating the, the weight on the scale and what the scale is saying. You're not actually losing body fat. So I have to put that out there because I don't want people to think that I am promoting losing weight in this way because you guys know I am very, very far from that. I encourage none of my clients to do that if they have a general health or or weight loss goal. So anyway, kind of got off on a little tangent there. But what that was doing was, yes, I was losing quote unquote weight, but I wasn't actually losing body fat. Right, so this is something called body recomposition, and body body recomposition is done through dialing in your nutrition, not restricting, not taking any crazy measures here, and sticking with a reasonable calorie range, and implementing progressive overload with strength training. So, body recomposition is a clear example of someone who may, I'm just going to throw a random number out there, maybe she's 155 pounds, right? She starts lifting, she starts dialing in her nutrition a little bit, she starts building some muscle, she starts um, increasing her lean body mass, right? You can see some physical changes within her body and wherever it may be, right? And she steps on the scale a few months later and she's still that same weight, right? But she looks like a completely different person. She has more muscle, she is stronger, whatever the case may be, right? That's something called body recomposition. And everybody wants a sense of body recomposition. They want their muscles to show. They want to look like maybe they lift or whatever the case may be, right? But so many people focus on losing weight rather than actually losing body fat. And in order to lose body fat, you have to go through that phase of possible body recomposition, And if you are someone who is experiencing that right now and say, maybe you look completely different than what you did a few years ago or a year ago, right? But your clothes are fitting differently, your measurements, right? Body circumference measurements are crucial in determining how you're progressing. 
that is how you're going to gauge if you're actually making progress and if you're actually gaining muscle. So if you are someone who is going through that right now and you're still just kind of caught up on, well, why doesn't the scale just go down? I hate to break it to you, you probably have a fixation on just what the scale is saying if you're going to throw all of that other progress out the window, right, and only dictate your progress based upon what the scale is saying. Like I said, the scale is only one tool and it's not your only tool in determining how you progress. So I hope that makes sense. And like I said earlier, this area is targeted a little bit more for the general population. However, clientele or people out there who are struggling with disordered eating or disordered type of fitness habits or maybe maybe you're binge eating, right? You can also benefit from understanding that information because it's just education. And the more you know, the better you're going to be. So I hope that makes sense. If you have a history of disordered eating or eating disorder behaviors, I'm talking about um, excessive binge eating or bulimia or anorexia, or you are someone who is just so fixated with the scale, for some people, depending upon where they are within their journey, and you have to remember that everyone is in a different area within their journey, no two people are the same, Sometimes it is a good idea to take a step back in order to take two steps forward in developing a healthy relationship with the scale. So what I mean by that is if you're obsessively weighing yourself, if you feel like all of your self-worth is dictated by what the scale says and you're just, you're really struggling with this area, then you need to take a break from weighing yourself. And it's much easier said than done but you have to go through a phase where you learn to kind of trust yourself. And it's much easier said than done. But you have to go through a phase where you learn to trust yourself and trust your body. And if you are possibly in a severe state and you need to gain weight, right, in order to get back up to a healthy body weight, right, you're in a little bit of a different situation. But however, for people that are you know, really, really struggling just because the scale won't go down and, and it's dictating your relationships with other people, then you need to take a step back from the scale or maybe you fall into the category who just, you don't need to step on the scale, right? Everyone is so different. That's why when I do these podcasts, I feel like I can't just say one thing because my mind automatically goes to, well, what about these people? What about this group, right? Everybody benefits from this information in a different way. And I hope that makes sense. But sometimes it is a good idea to take a step back in weighing yourself and know that it's the scale's always going to be there, but you don't have to be afraid of it. There's, there's no need to be afraid of that in an inanimate object on the floor that sometimes grows dust on it if you haven't stepped on it in a while. Like I said earlier, your self-worth is dictated much more than what with what the with what the scale says. So I'm going to share an example of this. There was a moment one day when I heard a person at the gym and she's not a client of mine, but she walked in and everybody just think like a really she was in a really bad mood. Just think of a really bad mood. And she walked in and the first thing that she said to everyone was not hello or hi, good morning. Right. She goes. I gained weight last night and she was just so upset and so mad about it 
you know, to the point where it was interfering with her relationships with other people. And if that's you, then you have to then reconsider, take a step back and think to yourself, okay, why was I so fixated on that? Right. And yes, maybe she has a goal and that's fine, but we cannot let the scale dictate our overall mood for the day just because it goes up. Right. That's why for someone like her, it's probably a good idea for her to take a step back from weighing herself maybe so often if it's not budging because she just clearly does not have a healthy relationship with it and she needs to do some work in that area, right? So we don't want our, like I said, we don't want our relationships to be dictated by or our mood dictated by the scale. And for someone who has personally experienced similar things, you guys have known that, um, I used to experience that same thing. I would step on the scale and then it would throw my mood off for an hour or two or I would then feel possibly the need to restrict a little bit more throughout the day or clean things up or, or start working harder, right? It's always more, 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 more. And it's never just kind of taking a step back and actually understanding the different factors that may go into it. And there's so many different things. And if we're only looking at that one thing of I gained weight because the scale is higher, you're going to have a really, really hard time and you need to do some, some learning and some mindset work in that area. And that's something that I work on personally with all of my clients. I don't want any of my clients to be afraid of the scale that, that just, I don't want that for anybody because it's just not, it's not it for you to be in a good place. It's just not going to benefit you and you shouldn't be afraid of something like that. So I found a really cool infographic about taking a, breaking up with a scale, it's called. And it's awesome because it's broken up into three categories, right? And the first category is you step on the scale. So imagining stepping on the scale, right? You see the number on the scale and there's two different things that then happen, right? The sympathetic nervous system gets activated, right? Which, cause, which causes our stomach to drop and we get scared. And then within that, there's three different categories that happen. Number one, panic. And this is something that we've all experienced. So we panic. Holy shit, I gained weight. We don't pause at all. The first thing we think about is restrict, binge, extra workouts, feelings of frustration, we get angry at our body, we go to war with our body and mind, and we have this inner turmoil, right, that goes on within our head. And the sympathetic nervous system then stays elevated and cortisol increase, right? Our cortisol increases because we're stressed out. And we've all been there at one point or the other. And this very first component is something that I work on with all of my clients to get out of right? So that they don't always automatically have this reaction to stepping on the scale. The second category, and this is basically the next step up, is maybe you panic a little bit, right? It's okay. You pause. So compared to number one, now you're pausing. So holy shit, right? And then you you take a breath. You then use techniques to deactivate the sympathetic nervous system and you make space for logic, so that's where that term biofeedback can come back into it, everybody. So you make space for logic. Say, um, well, I'm getting my period, right? The scale's going up because I'm getting my period. Or I'm super sore from my leg day the from yesterday. 
that then allows us to self-soothe ourselves and then reconnect with the body with our mind where we're making that connection and because we made that logic space of knowing okay this is actually what's happening versus that all or nothing black or white i gained fat type of mentality so once we go through that and we reconnect the body with our logical mind that allows us to give us that inner peace to get through the rest of the day the sympathetic nervous system turns off and cortisol decreases so that's number two the number three or the third technique stay calm right so you stay calm maybe you had a brief panic right you're calm and then right maybe you're, you feel your heart rate going up a little bit but you breathe and you use tools to stay calm maybe walk away right maybe take take a deep breath you recognize that the number doesn't mean anything you move on with life and then you have that inner peace so i feel like this um infographic that i found just kind of sums up my coaching to a t and what i do to or what i do with all of my clients i get them away from that panic no pause restrict binge extra workouts oh my god ah war with my body and mind right i get them away from that reaction and then i get them into the reaction of pausing staying calm making space for logical reasonings as to why the scale may go up self-soothing and moving on with life and then having that inner peace so that is something to kind of think about like what's your reaction when you step on the scale what's your relationship been like with the scale in the past are you afraid of it do you could you care less do you weigh yourself all the time um, is it the only tool that you're using to gauge your progress from the gym right like really dig deep and and think about it like what's your relationship with the scale i've seen so many different um areas i've seen people who are crazy obsessive who literally will do it a, a million times a day and for those people you know those are the people i we have to work a little bit harder with um then there are the people who could care less they step on and they're not really that dictated by it their their mood doesn't really change that much it's just kind of eh, it is what it is and then they they are able to kind of connect with that that logic a little bit easier than the that panic oh my god restrict binge ah type feeling people <laughs> right and and we've all been there and we've all experienced some type of reaction to the scale um but like i said earlier your self-worth is not dictated by the scale there goes there's more that goes into it you know if you're only measuring yourself and your self-worth based upon the number of the scale right and you're someone who says well when i weigh 130 pounds i'll be happier i was happier when i was this chances are you weren't actually that much happier there's a lot of different factors that could go into why you feel that way but happiness is not dictated by if you have a lower weight or if you have a higher weight and this is something i've talked about in a previous podcast episode is you can be the lowest weight possible in your life and you can still be a miserable person you can also be the heaviest you are in your life and possibly still be the happiest person it does not matter if you're thin or if you're bigger or whatever it just does not matter so that's something to really do some deep reflection with and determine you know what is my relationship like with the scale how long have i been battling the scale why am i not seeing progress with it 
or why am I seeing progress with it? I hope all of that makes sense. So, whew, I get so passionate, everybody. <laughs> so, if you have resonated with any of the things that I said today, if you were someone who is really struggling to not dictate her self-worth based upon the number that she sees on the scale, if you're someone who is looking to rid this fear around the scale or around food or around the gym and you're spinning your wheels and you're not, you can't figure out what you're possibly doing wrong, right? Let me know. Leave a review on this podcast. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you want more of from the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast. It makes me so happy to know how my podcast has helped other people and how my coaching has helped other people. So if you enjoy my podcast, leave it a five-star review on Apple, on iTunes, on Google Play. Tell everyone about the podcast. Let them know that it is life-changing and that you learn all of this great information and that you are becoming a new woman by listening to this podcast. If you leave my podcast a five-star review, I will personally reach out to you, thank you, and provide you with a free e-guide targeted towards exactly what needs you have and that you're looking to achieve. So with all that being said, what I mean is say you're a woman out there and you are struggling to, I don't know, stop binging, right? Tell me a little bit about the problems that you're having and I'm going to customize a free e-guide for you targeted exactly towards what you need. And I'm going to show you ways to implement factors in order to help you stop your binging. And that's completely for free if you leave my podcast a five-star review. And I wanted to share with you guys for one last moment a testimonial from one of my clients who took part in my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. Her name is Nadine, and she is absolutely amazing. She had made so much progress in such a short amount of time, and she came into me really struggling, and I could see it on her face and in her voice when we would have our calls. And, you know, within a month of our coaching program, she stopped binging, she stopped with her all or nothing mentality, and she was able to retake control of food and her body. And she said to me, I can't explain to you how much I'm grateful for coming across your podcast and deciding to take a serious step towards my recovery. There is no way I could have made it sane through the past month without all your support. And that makes me so happy to know how I helped her. And if that sounds like you need help in that similar way, apply for my one-on-one -on -one coaching today. The link for the application is within the show notes of this podcast. We can hop on a free discovery call to discuss what it is that you need help with and discuss what my one-on-one -on -one coaching is all about in more detail and discuss ways that I can help you. Take that action today, everyone. Stop waiting for the perfect moment because there is none. You deserve to find food freedom faster than I did. You deserve to heal faster than I did. And that's what I want for everyone. 
I just want all of you to know the potential that you have and that your current struggles do not need to dictate the rest of your life. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. I'll see you in the next episode.